good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to the January 21st, 24th uh, hearing of the Milton Zoning Board of Appeals. Um, we're here tonight on the application for the building of a 40B project at 728 Randolph Avenue. I believe the last time we all met here on this project was in early October, perhaps late September. Um, and we've received some recent, um, recent documents that I'll uh, mention briefly. Um, on January 12th, we received revised site plans with some attachments from the applicant. Um, we also later received uh, landscape plans, a traffic memo and a signal plan from the applicant. And um, on, I think this morning, we received a, a letter from Ms. McKetrick uh, representing the abutters to the property. Um, so it's been a while, Mr. Freeman, why don't you uh, tell us where we are? Sure, thank you, Mr. Chairman and board members. For the record, Peter Freeman, uh, attorney representing the applicant. And we do have our engineer, uh, Deb Keller here, and also traffic uh, engineer, Jeff Bandini, and Bob Celeberti, the principal of the applicant. So in a nutshell, the reason that we had continued from the last hearing several months ago until now was to give us a chance to see if the town of Milton at its town meeting, which was held in December, would vote to affirmatively allow uh, an access easement or an easement over the so-called access road or dump road that does exist abutting one side of the property. It's where the traffic light is uh, on, uh, on Randolph Avenue, Route 28. And the uh, town meeting vote was affirmative. And then the town did uh, an RFP, a request for proposals to comply with 30B, Chapter 30B, uh, and we submitted a proposal uh, in compliance with that. Uh, I spoke to the town manager after the submission date, and we submitted, that is, uh, my client's uh, LLC submitted the only proposal. So the town administrator is working with the select board to do the official uh, granting of the easement, and then we'll follow up with the actual easement itself, which will eventually, of course, be recorded in the easement will give the necessary rights to improve the road, which will be presumably uh, the way the zoning board, we hope, will now approve it. Uh, so really mission accomplished in terms of the intent of the continuance and the hope that I'll certainly say we had. So now as a result, the revised plans that the chairman just referenced were uh, the plans to show in greater detail the access road with improvements and where it comes into the property and some, I believe, minor site changes to the property itself where the uh, condo building will be. So our intention tonight is to have Deb uh, go through the plans, uh, Jeff to summarize what he sent in. I think that can be brief, but I leave that to Jeff. Um, and just um, uh, procedurally, Deb mentioned that she unfortunately uh, has another Zoom meeting in another town, may have to leave, uh, I hope, after she's done, but she may, have to, may have to leave briefly um, for another Zoom meeting uh, with the Conservation Commission. And if we still need her, you know, hopefully she'll be able to come back. So I just wanted to mention that. So unless uh, there are questions from the board now, I think it makes sense to have Deb begin. Well, I, I do want to uh, hear from Ms. Keller, and I'm um, mindful of her um, uh, other commitments tonight. But I, but before we get there, can we hear can we hear from the town? Can we hear from Tim Chawinski about um, the town's view of this access easement and um, 
what it means and uh, all the details. And Tim, sorry to put you on the spot, but if you if you no, wouldn't mind spending a couple no, minutes talking about it. No, no, no. Ha ha happy to do it. It's why I'm here. Um, and uh, Mr. Freeman, I think hit all of the the high points. Um, we had a special town meeting on December 5th. Um, town meeting voted to authorize the select board um, to grant this easement. Uh, Mr. Freeman referred to the the 30B procurement process. Just like you can't give away an easement without uh, or a property right without a town meeting vote, you also can't do it without going through a procurement process per Massachusetts Chapter 30B. Um, it's all very technical and quite frankly pro forma. Um, I think um, you know the the applicant here is really the only one that was interested and really eligible for the easement per the town meeting vote. Um, but we've gone through that process. Um, everything is is every box is is being checked. Um, the town council is in the process of reviewing the response um, to the RFP that was submitted by the applicant. Um, you know, one thing I'll say is, unfortunately, we are short as a town of a uh, procurement officer. So town council and the town administrator have been kind of splitting those duties. Um, so you know, it's it's taken a little bit of time. Um, but we are in shape to get that um, RFP accepted by the select board uh, at their next meeting. They're actually meeting right now, um, but they uh, their next meeting will be on February 7th. Um, so we're, we're hoping to have that all sewn up um, by the next select board meeting. And uh, we're also in the process of there's a draft easement agreement that um, Mr. Freeman and, and town council and the town have been going back and forth on. Um, I have a call scheduled with town council um, well, it's not quite scheduled yet, but I hope it'll be scheduled tomorrow um, to kind of put the finishing touches on our responses to, um, you know, some of the, the applicants edits to that draft agreement, but um, we, we should be in good shape for that. So, you know, the, the wheels of municipal government uh, move slowly, but they do move. Um, and so uh, we've got all the pieces in place right now. Okay, thanks, Tim. Do any of the other board members have any questions for Mr. Chwinski? What is the character of the of the um, of the land on which the access is going to be used and the easement is going to be granted? Is it a driveway? Um, it is. A, it would. It, that's a that's a good characterization. Um, it is not. It's not a way in in the sense of 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 like I said. I've, I said use the Canton Ave or or Walnut Street as an example. Um, yep. It is publicly owned as a driveway. It's it's I, the the analogy I use. It's akin to the driveway leading up to town hall. Um, it's a public way. People can drive up and down it, um, but you do need the easement rights to to access it from another place or or to improve it. So it's we we consider it to be a driveway. Does the town have plans to ever make it a public way? <clears throat> um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say plans um but it is it is in the realm of, of possibility and it is something that we talk about especially you know in relation to the animal shelter um there's there's a, a previously zoned for project at the horse farm site um so th there's not a ton of development potential on that access road but there is enough that it is something that you know i i can't say that we wouldn't consider it um and you know in in the course of of the town meeting discussion and, and the discussion around you know, the easement agreement, you know, that has been uh, a concept that's been sort of thrown around that, you know, basically if, if the, if the access road is made into a town way, you know, the, the easement would be extinguished because you, you wouldn't really need it. Everyone would be able to have access to it as a town way. Well, you'd want it to be extinguished for sure. Um, the, um, 
Are, are the improvements that are proposed consistent with the town's public way standards? Um, we haven't, we're still looking at the plans. Um, we've been, you know, kind of focused on making sure that they work for the, the project right now. I think the, the way that I'll say that is just like in, in, in the case of the planning board doing a subdivision approval, um, those standards are, are really up to the permit granting authority to accept or not accept, waive or not waive. Um, so I think it, it, it becomes, you know, um, ultimately, I, I know you may be asking for the town's advice here, um, which, which we'll be happy to provide, but ultimately, um, I don't want to say that the, 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 the roadway standards don't matter, but what matters more is the Board of Appeals confidence that the improvements will adequately serve the project and the anticipated traffic that goes in and out. Yeah, a little bit. I also don't want to be in a situation where we approve a project and the town converts the driveway to a public way and then the applicant is is is, is being asked and potentially object to improving the portion of the public way that's been improved to town the town road standards. I mean, we ought to do this once, right? Ben, can you speak on that, please? Uh, absolutely. No, no, I mean, no, no. I said no. I asked the town the question. Let's see if what the we answer. When are, it was designed to town standards, sir. So Deb can answer that. Uh, okay. Like. Due respect, sir. The question yeah. was to the town. Okay. So the town can answer it. And when when the applicant's piece of the hearing gets, we you you can be heard, just like okay. every other hearing. Tim, what's the answer? Uh, so, so, so the answer is, um, and and it, uh, Jeff, I, I appreciate uh, you stepping in there, but I, I, I do think it's appropriate for um, the applicant eventually to to describe, um, you know, how they're designing the road uh, compared to the, the town subdivision standards. Um, Mr. Celebrity has done this a couple times in town. I think he's familiar with those standards. Um, I, I, I'll I'll leave it to to the board if if you want a more kind of thorough evaluation on our part as to how the roadway stacks up to the subdivision standards, uh, we can certainly provide that. Um, I, just, I just don't want to make any. I, 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 this is the last question, and you, we move on. But I feel like there is there are some details here, and I don't want to make a mistake assuming this is something that it's not. Um, so the, the, one thing that I'll say, and and just as a general principle. Um, the, the amount of traffic generated by this project is more than the traffic that we anticipated going on to this access road um, prior to this application coming in. Um, you know, even, even with the horse farm, uh, you know, potential redevelopment, and this was zoning from 2012, that project is nowhere. Um, it's just zoning that's on the books. Um, would would have generated less traffic than this combined with the animal shelter. So, you know, again, without having gone into great detail as to how it stacks up towards the, the subdivision standards, um, if if the project can support, if the roadway can support the amount of traffic generated by the project, it will be up to a standard and width and, and grade that exceeds what the town would have done ordinarily to accommodate the, the the projects that we see in the pipeline in the future. Okay, no further questions for now. Okay, so Mr. Gray, do you have any questions? Uh, no, uh, Mr. Mullen addressed mine, thanks. Great, thank you. Um, Mr. Freeman, are you able to describe the changes to the um, 
to the site plans and the project as a whole really quickly before Ms. Keller gets into the details. I mean, are we talking about a wholesale revision of this project or is it the same project with a different access or? Essentially the same project with a different access uh, the, the, and Deb will go into that. Uh, so basically uh, that's the short answer. And then, you know, the details will be given, I guess, right now by Deb. Uh, I mean, the site plan is basically the same. The apartment building or the building, the condo building is not, you know, changed, uh, maybe tweaked, but it's not changed. The basic circulation is, is the same other than that now the part, now the traffic will come in from the access road, not, you know, on the private right-of-way. Um, that's the key and, you know, and most important change. But I think it makes sense for Deb to go forward now, if that's okay with you, Mr. Chairman. It is. Ms. Keller, the floor is yours. Thank you again. Um, if it's okay, I'll share and I can uh, share the plan. Uh, yes, please do. Okay. Oops. Uh, so um, as exactly stated, um, the main change is really uh, access. So uh, revised plans. Again, we went and I think this might be the best one. This is the new layout. So the building, same building footprint in the same uh, approximate location has shifted slightly to allow for the now access to come off of the access drive parking lot. Primarily the same, adjusted slightly to accommodate um, the recreational area and dog park along the backside of the uh, parking lot. Um, no access now. This is not uh, the ex existing driveway will not be altered. Um, we are proposing a 24 foot wide uh, road improvement for the full length up to the limit of the easement. Um, vertical granite curb, one sidewalk, all the way in uh, up along the frontage of the property. The main driveway will come in. Uh, at this location here, coming up and into the garage, as well as continuing up into the parking lot. Uh, we've maintained the number of parking spaces. Uh, we've uh, updated the uh, drainage and um, have provided improvements, uh, drainage improvements. Obviously, since we're putting curbing now on a road that did not have curbing, we have closed drainage um, to address uh, stormwater runoff on this portion, uh, the improvements along the access road. Stormwater uh, for the site stays primarily the same. We have the main infiltration uh, system below uh, the parking area. We have uh, to tie in the existing sidewalk. We do have still a switchback ramp up to tie into access to the garage ultimately ending up um, being able to come up through the elevator to the uh, parking lot area in the back. This being the main access for accessibility. Um, otherwise, access would be from the main driveway, which is um, proposed at 10% uh, um, as the uh, maximum that we had previously discussed coming up to the driveway and the parking lot is at a one and a half to 2% uh, grade within the parking lot. There are uh, a few retaining walls that were adjusted according to the new layout. We have one along um, the lower portion or southerly portion of the parking area here, 
and one up in the northwesterly corner along this property line here. Uh, other than that, um, all the other retaining walls have been removed uh, from the project. Um, I think that's a, a, a brief summary. Um, to see if we, uh, utilities then would now come and service the proposed project through the access road rather than up through um, the existing driveway. The goal was not to alter the existing driveway uh, whatsoever. Um, we do, we are proposing uh, a secondary gated, right at the moment, gated um, access down to the, the driveway. And that was for emergency purposes only to provide a, a, that uh, secondary access if, if wanted and needed. I think, think that covers all of the changes. With respect to, um, I would defer to Jeff Bandini with regards to the improvements um, for the signal. Um, we do have some uh, updates to the looping that would come um, below the uh, access road coming towards the uh, light, and that and those would all be, uh, I would imagine, to adjust that lighting so that you can account for that at that traffic traffic signal. So we can go to Jeff Bandini, uh, if that's okay with the board. Sure. Okay. Thanks, Ms. Keller. Thank you. Uh, I can stop sharing unless Jeff would like the plan to stay up. Yeah, that, that would be beneficial. Okay. Thanks, Deb, and thank you to the members of the board. Again, as, as you know, for the record, Jeff Bandini, project manager with McMahon Associates. Uh, so as Deb mentioned, we provided some updated traffic materials related to the change in access to the project, mostly related to um, vehicles no longer accessing Route 28 directly. We understood the board's concerns with that. Um, you know, we've provided some updates um, to the materials based on that. Uh, based on that proposed access modification. So essentially what we did was we looked at how the traffic volumes and operations would be modified by changing the proposed access from that direct previously proposed route on, onto Route 28 to the access road. Um, and in doing so, we used a lot of the methodology um, for consistency purposes that we provided in the original traffic study. Uh, you know, same traffic counts, uh, you know, same trip generation, same tri trip distribution. Um, the only thing that we wanted to modify for that consistency is that now all the vehicles would be entering and exiting via the access road, providing that uh, access to the property directly off the north side. Um, so we also looked at the operations at the signal, given that exists the, that proposed new volume, um, and looked at how those operations would fare as a result of those uh, volumes being rerouted from Route 28 side to the access road side. So basically what we discovered was the signal currently operates in three phases as, as we've known previously, but just to reiterate, uh, Route 28 operates as its own phase. The access road and Reed Street actually share a phase. So those, those two approaches get called simultaneously. And there's also an exist, existing exclusive pedestrian phase out there, which I think will be um, good moving forward for uh, any sort of pedestrian activity that may maybe in the area as a result of this project. So our results basically summarize that the intersection works at a level of service A now, 
Um, it's it's the best letter grade you can get. It's it's graded A through F. It operates as an A now, and we would anticipate that the that the intersection would continue to operate at a level of service A again, because the proposed traffic that is would access via the access road um, would be serviced at the same time that Reed Street gets serviced now. So a car comes up to the Reed Street approach at the signal. The signal identifies that there's a vehicle there and that phase gets called. The same thing would happen if there was a vehicle simultaneously exiting the access road at the same time. So there is no additional time needed to service that phase. That phase is being serviced regardless. There are a few times where the access road would be sort of the main component behind getting um, the vehicle call at that location. However, given the balance of volumes and the balance of timing at that intersection, we anticipate that the intersection will continue to operate a level of service A with the project trips in place. Um, we also performed a site visit um, back on December 12th to investigate the existing signal equipment to identify if there was any changes that we, we would propose as part of this modification. Um, as Deb mentioned, the existing Detection on access road is fully functional. However, we would recommend that, you know, due to the proposed resurfacing on the access road as part of this project, that we would uh, cut and replace those loops and map those uh, correctly to the signal controller. Um, the existing exclusive phase that I mentioned is fully operational. There would be no modifications needed at this time. And um, we would just, in, in so dealing with the mass DOT process, we would recommend that an existing loop on Route 28 for the southbound approach um, be included to the um, the controller. Because right now that that loop appears to not call the proper phase. Uh, right now that there's a a phase instituted for a southbound left turn, but it's our we have reason to believe that the reason why that phase is not properly functional at this time is because of the existing gate. Um, you know, the signal doesn't want to send protected movements into a, a, a location that has an existing gate. So, you know, considering that gate to be removed to provide access to this project, we would, you know, coordinate with MassDOT directly to get that loop um, as part of the signal. And the final thing was just addressing um, the issue with the proposed site distance coming out of the new uh, proposed site driveway. I, I know that we had discussed that quite extensively during our previous iteration. We wanted to identify if there were any, um, you know, potential issues with site distance related to projects turning from Route 28 onto the access road and any issues with vehicles exiting the access road. I mean, excuse me, exiting the site driveway into the access road. And so we measured those in the field uh, given the proposed location of the driveway. We identified the site distance metrics using a 25 mile an hour considered speed, which is consistent with the town-wide statute of 25 miles an hour. And the, uh, the stopping site distance shown approaching the driveway exceeds the ASHTO requirement. And the, for vehicles exiting the proposed driveway, the intersection site distance exceeds the ASHTO recommendation for that 25 mile an hour speed. So I think given all the proposed changes, I think this, this, this site and this access works well considering some of the feedback we've received previously. And, you know, given, given the favorable level of service at the intersection and some of the improvements that we're showing along the access road, I think this is overall a favorable outcome from a transportation perspective. Thank you, Jeff. 
So uh, that's that's really what we wanted to present. I'm sure there are questions, um, and then next steps forward. But uh, uh, Rob, unless you wanted to add anything else, I think that covers what we wanted to present. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Freeman. Thanks, Mr. Bandini. Um, I don't have any questions for the applicant at this time. Um, I have some other matters that I think need to be addressed. But before we get there, let me ask Mr. Gray and Mr. Mullen if they have any questions uh, for the applicant. I wonder if you might speak to the landscaping plan. Yes, um, I, I apologize. We we do have um, a revised landscaping plan. Get back down to it. Oops. So um, again, we're proposing the street trees along the access road. Um, various uh, plantings around the, the building along the access drive as discussed and the buffer along the back, um, the north and westerly um, limits of, of the work as well as within the landscaping um, island in the front of the building. So very similar to what we uh, had uh, prior. Um, so is that, thank you. Is it, is that a, a sidewalk on the north side, right? That's what you said? Yes. Yes. Is that accessible? Yes. Yes. So it's it follows the, the topo topography of the road, which is what it can do. And then up into the switchback here, making it into the garage, making it an accessible route. It, are the, um, are the, is there signage proposed to and from the access road? Uh, yes, actually, I, I apologize. I didn't uh, mention that, but we do have additional signage um, proposed along Randolph Ave as well as on the access drive to indicate that people would have to turn to enter the access road to enter the site. Yes. So there'd be a sign on the northbound that say, um, I don't know what it would say. What would it say? Um, we both say direction. It says, um, Close 200 feet, both direct Randolph Ave intersection. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, Deb, my apologies. I, I meant yeah. to mention. Sorry about that. I meant to mention the wayfinding signage would be part of our recommendations. You know, obviously for for drivers that are unfamiliar with the access road being utilized fully by a property that is relies on the access road for sole access, we would recommend installation of wayfinding signage along Route 28 to alert drivers that that's, that's how you access the property. We certainly wouldn't want somebody intending to access the property and not being sure quite, not being quite sure how to do so. So we, we provided some feedback to Deb and that information was included on the front side. I, I really can't read that. What, what is that? Is that what the sign would say? No, I'm just noting that the way signs would I be see. posted on, on there. I believe the um, notations were in the, um, this site signage plan that you yeah. had, Jeff, but I can add those. I'm happy to add those to the plan set if that's helpful. I mean, it's interesting in whether or not it would be MUTCD compliant. Yes. Uh, um, so it would be tricky as to how that gets signed because of that. And then my other question is exiting the access road. Um, would you recommend no turn on red? No right on red? I can address that. Uh, that's a good question. Yes, we did. We did include a no turn on red provision for that um, for sightline 
purposes. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, look in, in looking at the existing approach, there is some vegetation along that sight line, which the proponent does not control. So we would recommend a no turn on red provision at that location um, based on some feedback that we've received from MassDOT on some other projects. They have recommended no turn on red at a lot of locations for pedestrian yeah. safety purposes. Yeah. So given the favorable existing and proposed level of service at this location, we would we would choose to take the path to include no turn on red provisions at this location. What's the length of the phase exiting, Jeff? Uh, it's fairly short. I can I can look that up for you. Yeah, I, and again, it's it's speaks to the relatively low volume. It, it's it not the volume. It's not the volume exiting. It's the it's the speed with which the the car is climbing the hill. That that I'm concerned about. So I think the no turn on red is a is is should be a requirement. You know. Okay. I just. I, I think I can speak for the whole board, in fact, the whole town about the concern of traffic on Randolph Avenue. Yeah, and we anticipated that. That's why when we provided the update to our level of service, we did include that provision in our yeah. analysis. Did anybody speak to the postal service? Yes, I did. We did. And wh what did they say? Where, where, is the where is the mailbox now? It's the same location. It's yeah, right here. Right up by the building. Yep. So they're now willing to go all the way into there? Yes, they're willing to go into the site, yeah. And um, um, did, uh, did, did, did anybody speak to the fire chief about the length of the dead end and compliance with the planning board's regu regulations on that? It may be a question for Tim. Yeah, I'll just speak quickly. I don't know if Deb had a chance yet to show the revised plan, every aspect to the chief. I think there was some discussion. I think maybe Tim last week with Sean also. Uh, we met before this hearing um, with Sean, um, Sean Ridden and Tim. Actually, Tim was busy, so Josh in the planning department. Um, so we know that we have to run it by the fire department, uh, and we're going to do that. Whether there has been any um, preliminary discussion between either Deb and the fire department or Tim, I'm not sure. I, I have not as of uh, as of today. Yeah, I'll forward the plans to the fire department, you know, this week to get their comments. Would you not uh, generally see a, a cul-de-sac at the end of the dead end to permit the fire truck to turn without entering onto the property, given the length of this dead end, given the length of the driveway? In other words, it, it's consistent with my comment about how this, despite the fact that it's a driveway, it does seem to me, and I think it's going to present itself as if it were a public way. That seems to me to be the right approach. But that also requires that you, I think, that you comply with the planning board's reg regulations regarding the length and treatment of dead ends in the town. Well, to that point, a couple of things. From the pragmatic viewpoint, that's one of the things um, in terms of the sufficiency of the access that uh, will be discussed with the fire department. I think the intent, and Deb, you can uh, expand uh, or correct me, um, you know, the it's designed so that the fire trucks can come onto the site and would have a space, I believe it's a place to turn around. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, Deb can show that. And then the oh, other I point... I saw that. I saw that. In yeah. The, in yeah. The and, and, and the other point is, without being in any way presumptuous about review of waivers, 
we realize that we will probably have to, you know, supplement the list of waiver requests. And if we need to get a, if there is a requirement um, that you mentioned, such as the length of a dead end and a cul-de-sac, then, you know, we presumably would ask for a waiver. We think it's perfectly preferable to the way, the way it is now, but we'll, we'll address that. Well, it may be preferable, but I, I think you ought to make an attempt to comply um, at least if it's required. I don't know that it's required, but I do know there's a limitation well, on the well, length of the dead end no, and the treatment of the cul-de-sac so that the, the fire apparatus can turn. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll look into it. We'll okay. talk to the fleet. All right. No further questions right now. Jeff. My apologies. Um, I, I do have to step off uh, for a moment. Uh, um, okay, Deb, we understand. I appreciate Thank you. you letting me do that. Thanks, Deb. Um, Sean, um, have you had a chance to, it sounds like you've had a chance to look at some of these plans. Have you had a chance to, to look at these, review them? And I, I don't know if you have any comment to make here tonight or in a future meeting, but um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I did, as, as Peter Freeman said, I, we did have a chance to review the plans you know, pretty, pretty thoroughly and to have a meeting with the applicant and their engineers. Our intent is to review them to the same level we've done in the past and issue a, a written comment letter to the board addressing the full gamut of issues. But, but my immediate takeaway is, you know, so much of the problems that we were dealing with before, you know, fell away with this new access scenario. So, I mean, I would say 90% of our issues all dealt with the the issues related to that access. So um, we're left with a series of sort of, I'd consider relatively minor issues in, in comparison to what we were dealing with before, all of which are readily solvable. Um, you know, the, the key thing to remember is that that intersection is, is a DOT intersection. So regardless of what we ask for, it's gonna still fall to DOT to sort of dictate what's gonna happen out there. Um, what Part of what came up in our meeting the other day with, with the new access, there's some new opportunity as well. So um, Deb and the applicant and I talked about potential changes to the parking that, that could reduce the size of the parking lot and give some a bit more relief to the neighbors, um, some other minor issues too, but all, all stuff that we're planning on addressing in the coming days. Okay, that's great. Thanks, Sean. Um, and speaking of the neighbors, Marion, I know that you submitted a letter this morning and do you have anything that you wanna say on this application? Yes, uh, thank you. Um, we we did submit a letter and I'm gonna summarize it. I don't know if everyone's had a chance to read it, but it's, it's primarily about landscaping. We did say at the beginning of the letter, um, I represent John and Mary Driscoll. Um, this is the access that they very much prefer so just as you said, in referring to traffic issues, a lot of the really difficult issues we've talked about in all the hearings before this one, a lot of them are improved or go away because of this access. I, I wanna talk about landscaping. Um, this plan of course has some new landscaping because you're, you're now accessing by the access road. Um, in some respects, the landscaping is exactly the same and that is along the Driscoll lot line um, closest to their house, and that is that it's still a single row of arborvitae. We have asked a number of times that the applicant create at least a double row of arborvitae, uh, not arborvitae, but evergreens and bushes 
I think the Driscolls are on tonight. So when I finish, I'm going to ask John Driscoll. He had a suggestion for a type of evergreen. Again, we can talk about this outside the meeting, but we have not had that opportunity. And I want to make the point to the board that there's no reason why a little bit more screening can't be provided or even a significantly, not necessarily so much wider, but a better type of screening. Um, Arborvitae is sort of the standard. It's always suggested as, as um, edge screening. A ton of Arborvitaes in Milton died during the drought last summer. Um, that's my own observation. I also think there are other evergreens that are just more interesting and more varied. So what I noticed when I looked at this plan was that you have the applicant proposing to plant street trees all along the right side of the access road, which is expensive there. I think there were four, at least 14 silver birch trees. That's already a wooded area, natural area. It's never going to be changed or if, if, if some amazing thing happened in the future, it's a townland. I don't see the need for any street trees. I mean, it, it's it's like planting street trees along the foul meadow access, which was done years ago by MWRA. There are plenty of trees already there. And instead of spending all that money planting street trees on the right side of the access road, put some of that money into doing a better screening um, landscaping plan along the lot line for the Driscolls. You have a landscaping um, company that has prepared this plan and they will have suggestions. I'm not sure, you know, the significance of the other point we made in our letter, but um, normally in, in Milton, any new um, development application has to use primarily um, native species of trees. Street trees are supposed to be native species and they're, you know, if they're on a public way, they're approved by the town's street tree advisory committee. So they have a list of native trees and we the um, planning board normally asks a developer to look at that list and pick from those trees doesn't necessarily mean the board of appeal should require that every tree be native vegetation maybe they don't think it's that important i think this is might be up to the board of appeals but none of the trees on this plan are native species as far as i can tell silver birch aren't at least they're not on the street tree list that's my only source of information um so maybe there should be some reconsideration of the of the specific types of trees, but they're nice, interesting trees that have been chosen for the street, along the street and within the development. My Our primary concern is the vegetation along the lot line with the Driscolls. It just hasn't changed at all. And with all of these other problems being improved, I think it's time to spend a little bit of more attention to, on that issue. It's kind of... Um, We've asked consistently for more attention to that screening. I think it's been mentioned by your peer reviewers. Um, remember the parking lot is right next to the Driscoll's land. Their dumpster now is closer to the Driscoll land. Um, and so the screening's quite important. I'm sure that the lighting will be shielded and we've already seen plans. Uh, we're not asking for changes in any of those things. We're asking that your reviewers um, look at this vegetation that you talk to your landscaping company and ask them if they can't do something um, with, uh, we're talking about, you know, double row of bushes and trees with variation in the types of vegetation instead of just a single row of arbor arborvitae, um, which is, you know, susceptible to some of them ending up being dead in three years and brown and, and they're just not going to look good. <laughs> so 
that that's the gist of our the letter that I sent the board will have a chance to review it. Um, it didn't get the landscaping plan until very recently. That's why this letter came in this late. Um, and I just asked the um, chair if if he could see if uh, John Driscoll's on this hearing, and if he is, I think there was one type of evergreen he wanted to suggest that would be uh, a good choice. Yeah, I'll ask Crystal if she can tell if John Driscoll is on, uh, and if so, if you could promote him. Uh, while we're waiting for that, I mean, I'll say I, I, share, I think I share the Driscoll's perspective on this. Um, you know, especially given the proximity of this site to the Blue Hills and the fact that, you know, there could be future development down this road. Um, I think the appearance of the greenery and wildlife is really important. Um, and not to mention the um, concerns that the Driscolls have as abutters. Um, and so, um, I don't know, Mr. Freeman, is that something, uh, is what Ms. McKetrick said, something that the applicant is willing to consider? This, uh, Rob can answer, but also... Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I, uh, so just to, just to yeah, comment on a couple of things. We're not, um, we're not proposing any birch trees. I'm not sure. Maybe some disconnect from the previous plans. But all the trees, the our planting list, all the trees in the screening are approved by the planning board. Those are trees that have been approved, but which three trees by the town of Milton. Uh, I know that because I've experienced with that. So uh, there's no birch on the plan, but... Where I haven't I haven't read your plan about additional screening. Um, we'll take a look at that and take it under advisement. The silver maple trees. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Yeah, the maples are approved by the town. So, but and if there is a different species of trees that you that the town would like to use, we'll consider it. Sure. What about the general concern about you know a single row of arborvitaes versus a um, a deeper uh, barrier between the two properties made up of something more varied. You could, but if, if the well, object... No, I, I want to reassure um, Mary and McKetrick, uh, you're very well-spoken as always, and I appreciate it. And it makes sense. You know, what you said makes sense. I can't guarantee anything, but you already heard Rob jump in at the beginning. Yes, we'll, I'll make a point of making sure that we talk about revisions, talk with you, and get plans to you in advance, for sure. Thank you. Okay, um, let me ask my fellow board members if you have any other questions for any of those who have spoken tonight before I turn this over to the public. Uh, not at this time, thanks. Okay, Mr. Mullen. Um, I have several comments and feedback, but I'm happy to wait for the public session and then we could use do it at the end, whatever you prefer. Sure, let's do that. Um, so I don't know, Crystal, if anyone has their hand raised or if anybody's indicated that they would like to be heard. <laughs> There is John Driscoll. I'm going to move him over right now. Great, thank you. You're welcome. Mr. Driscoll, you're on the air. Yeah, thank you very much. I would like to thank Mrs. McGetrick because I think her letter was one of the driving forces to get this road to be used. And I just want to thank her. And then change this whole project. You know, that it's gonna be able, we're gonna be able to tolerate. And I, I and I got some advice from a bunch of people that I know they're, you know, in the landscape, uh, the green giant abavides would be the best on my uh, property line. They grow fast. 
and uh, the deer don't get at them, and uh, the branches are a lot thicker, so they don't give out in the snow. But I'd like like a, a 12 footer, not like a five or six. I would like to have like a 12 footer start at that height. But here's another question. What would stop this applicant from being able to sell this project after this all gets approved? Can this be sold with with uh, the approval of the Board of Appeals? I'm, I'm afraid that I, I don't think we can answer that question for you. You might want to pose that to uh, to Ms. McKetrick. All right, thank you. At, at, at some other point. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Driscoll. We appreciate your comments. Okay, if that's... Um, if, if there are no other members of the public uh, asking to speak, then uh, Mr. Mullen, we'll, we'll turn back to you. So I think this is much improved and um, I think we've made <clears throat> some pretty good progress here. So thank you. <clears throat> I'm interested in the, and uh, some of this is directed to Tim um, and, and the, I think we've got to get some town feedback. I'm, I'm interested in the town feedback on the way the signal works. I understand it's a DOT signal, but I, I, I'd, I'd like to hear the town um, say that they think it'll work. I, I think this I think this could be a little bit tricky on the signage. And I, I think we should pay particular attention, not just to entering entering the site, but also exiting the site and announcing that to the to the user that they're about to enter into a residential area or residential development. I don't know exactly how to do it, but I'd like to see a signage plan and I think a signage plan should be part of the project because this is not your average driveway. So I'm, I'm not saying that people are objecting to that, but I, I didn't see that. So I would just urge people to pay particular attention to the signs, both on the state highway and on the driveway. I think in general, um, the driveway ought to present itself as if to the, um, to the uninitiated, it really is a public way. Um, I, I, I think that's what I heard, but I, I, I think it's just easier to say that in other words, I don't actually care what the design is. If somebody says it's going to be the driveway is for the entire length till it gets to the applicant's property, it's going to be as if it were a public way. Then, then I understand that the town standards are being adhered to. If that's not the case, then we ought to know it. Um, and, and that that would include that would include the presentation of signage too, because I think technically they wouldn't have to do signage there. But um, that that's another issue. Um, and then lastly, um, I, I, I want to agree on the treatment of the south side. Um, and, well, let me just say another comment about the, the public way. I, I, I'm particularly interested in the public realm. So the width of that sidewalk, the street trees on the north side, I think that's all important. I don't think the street trees on the south side are important at all because of the Blue Hills and the point that Ms. McKetrick said. So. I would urge that that the um, improvements there be redeployed elsewhere to make the project a better project. And then um, lastly, I'd be interested in the technical evaluation of the need for the secondary access and how that's designed and how frequently we think that would be used, how that's actually presented, you know? But other than that, um, it looks like a lot of good work's been done here. Uh, Jeff, if I can just chime in there, um, we will um, we'll get some detailed comments from from the DPW director and and the fire chief regarding all of those issues, um, particularly the signal. Um, we'll we'll want to make sure 
as you said, that that works, um, how the applicant anticipates it's going to work. Um, so we'll we'll get we'll get moving on um, on getting comments to the board from from those officials. You know, Tim, I guess my my view of it is in a world where we're not building a lot more roads, um, you know, that this this is this could be a pretty key access road for the town sometime in the future. And we ought to be treating it that way. Understood. So if, I, if I could add one thing uh, and answer a couple of your questions, the, um, the traffic memorandum that McMahon prepared didn't make its way to the plan, but we'll include a, a signage plan. These the two signs are approximately 66 inches by 42 mass DOT approved, and they say 728 Randolph Ave next signal with an arrow, one on the north side of Route 28, one on the south side. Um, additional signage that we'll have, we'll have the 25 miles per hour signage proposed along the access road. That's another um, recommendation by McMahon. 25? 25. 25. I, I don't know. That, that feels a little heavy to me. I, I don't know. I'm not the engineer, but um, on the access road itself? Yeah, Jeff, do you want to speak on that? Yeah, that was just for consistency with the town-wide speed limit of 25 miles an hour. I mean, clearly, if if the town or, or the design of the roadway, if the town uh, wanted to provide a statute that was lower than that to limit speeds, we would certainly be open to that. I'd be interested in that. Okay, understood. Thanks. Uh, only because, I mean, I, I know I said that it ought to present itself like a public way, but it's not a public way. And it's only providing access to one one property, right? And it's one lane in each direction. What's the lane width? Uh, it's a 24-foot road. So, so 12. it's 12s? Yeah. In, in the sidewalks in addition to that? Correct. Curbing sidewalk. Yeah. Meets the planning board, roadway standards, street trees, all that stuff. Lighting. You know, all that. Um, the other comment was the... Uh, the parking lot and the second means of egress. So that that fire gate that we proposed there it was just it came up in our discussions with the fire department, and it's not required. I mean, you know, we don't need a second means of egress. It's not required, but we have an NFPA turnaround in the parking lot previously approved by the fire department, which has remained in place. But it was a discussion with the chief that you know if this access was given, that he wanted us to propose a fire gate in that location. Yeah, so that's why it's shown. I'm not uh, urging. I'm not urging that. I, I did see that, and I know that um, the engineer spoke to that. I think it would be good to discourage access through the, that secondary access to eliminate confusing confusion between people and their destination. That's all. That was yeah, why it, I was it, interested in how that yes. makes sense. Yeah, it, it 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 may create some more issues that we may not even it may not be able to use because that's that grade for that existing gravel road or existing road is 16 and a half or so percent. Yeah. So, and we went, already went through the, down the path of, you know, the minimum that they require is 10 and all that. So yeah, at this point. Um, sorry, I was going to interrupt you, Jeff. Um, I didn't know if you had any more comments. No, no, I'm all set. Mr. Chair, sorry. Uh, I, I have two questions. I'm sure I'll have more after hearing from Mr. Reardon in our next meeting. Um, one is, is there going to be a sign um, advertising the name of the property? Um, you know, welcome to whatever the name of the development ends up being. 
Um, and if so, where is that going to be? Right now, um, we do not have sign. Um, okay. Um, because, you know, there was talks in the future that this road may be, you know, proposed as a public road. So, yeah, I mean, sense. that was my concern. So, yeah, that, yeah that makes sense. We want to um, eliminate, eliminate that. So, we'd have the signage proposed. We'll get it on the plan so you can see it, the signage plan of the, you know, for the, for the, vehicles going on to the access road, but we do not have like a big sign on the entrance of the access road. Thank you very much. And then secondly, uh, school buses. Um, this is gonna be, um, you know, this was an issue during the original design. Um, and I was wondering if you had spoken to anybody about how school buses will pick up children who live in the project. I haven't yet, but we will. That's one of the things to do. Okay. Mr. Gray, I may have cut you off. Um, I don't know if you have any comments or questions. Um, not really, just uh, just to say that I think this is a much, much improved project with the, the town granting the access to the access, the access to the access road. Um, it does alleviate a lot of the concerns that I had. Um, I think it's, I look forward to hearing um, Mr. Reardon's comment letter and uh, seeing the final version of the plan. But, but I don't have any further questions. Okay, thank you. Um, all right. Well, I mean, Mr. Freeman, I, you know, my thinking is that we let Mr. Reardon do his work um, and get a report back to us. I think that you and your client have some work to do too. Um, and maybe we can schedule another meeting or two uh, to take this back up again. Yes, I agree. You know what we will do and work with everybody and uh, that would be fine. Thank you. Sean, what do you think you need? Um, to turn something around? Say 10 days to two weeks. The, the reason for that is th there are a couple opportunities that I mentioned earlier that I'd like to be able to sort of run the ground a little bit with Deb. Um, you know, opportunities to re reduce the size of the pavement, pull the parking lot a little further away from um, the Driscoll's property. So, so some things that can be positive benefits, but need to be worked through. Okay. I mean, that's that's fine with me. Um, maybe I'll ask Crystal if there's a date two to three weeks out um, that we could start looking at. Sure. So the week of, let's see, that would bring us to the week of the 6th or? I think the week of the 13th would be. The 13th. Um, we could do Thursday, the 16th. Um, I cannot do the 16th. Today is yeah. a Tuesday. Is it possible to do it on Tuesday, the 14th? I cannot be there on the 14th. The 13th and the 15th are already taken. <clears throat> what about the following uh, following week that's, of school, school that's, vacation week? Yeah, that's school break. Um, I know, and we appreciate very much having our hearings being exclusively us, but how packed is, uh, are your agendas on those other days, the week of the 13th, if it's possible, uh, with your, uh, understanding to, you know, to have it one of those days. 
Well, first of all, let me say that even though it's school vacation week, I, that means unfortunately nothing for me this year. So I don't know if, <laughs> if the town is holding meetings or if anybody else has a problem with that. Um, uh, but I'm also willing to consider um, going a little bit later in conjunction with another application on another night. Yeah, Mr. Mullen and I already have a have a hearing on the 15th for Granite Avenue. I'm sure that's going to take up much of that evening. Yeah. I don't know about the other night that week. The school vacation week is fine with me, if, to the extent that matters anyway. School vacation week is completely open as of right now. <clears throat> My kids are in college. <laughs> I mean, do you want you to say? Hang out with me anyway. So, <laughs> my granddaughter's in Vermont. <laughs> do you want to say Tuesday the twenty-first? That works for me. Okay. Any objections to the twenty-first? All right. No one's going to Aruba. All right. Um, that's, yeah. Someday. Um, all right. Well, then that's that's what we'll do. Uh, we'll see everybody back here on the 21st. And uh, until then, uh, we'll see everybody later. Hey, thank you very much. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.